another unidentified object shot out of the skies. We're getting a classified briefing on the three objects the U.S. military shot down in recent days. For the third day in a row and the fourth time in just nine days, three times in one week, U.S. fighter jets have shot objects out of the sky. The U.S. intelligence community says UFO reports involving the military are on the rise. And it comes just one day after the U.S. took out a different object overall. U.S. intelligence agencies confirm hundreds of additional UAP sightings have been reported. And the office that tracks these sightings in restricted military airspace says that some, quote, require further analysis. The flying objects in these reports are described as appearing, and I quote here, to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. The White House is still unable to confirm what they were or where they were from. How worried should Americans be about this? Well, I think they should be pretty uh, worried. Worried. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. We're a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. We're your hosts, Woody Brown and Tyler Benz. What's up, bro? Hey, pal. Look, man, I don't want to waste a single second because... Here's the deal, folks. Listeners, welcome. Welcome. You know, if you've been paying attention to the news whatsoever or listening to any other podcast that exists, more than likely you've already heard about this. But listen, we couldn't, for historical purposes, we wanted to kind of give you guys some context into why we decided to talk about what we're talking about today. So as of this date that you're listening to this show it should have come out monday february 20th mm -hmm. the following things have happened now a little disclaimer there could have been other things that have happened but so far at the time that we're recording this this is what's going on and i'm just going to list a couple of things almost like a timeline of events that have happened and tyler's going to hold his Opinions chomping at the bit to the to the end of it all, or when we start talking about mm -hmm. everything. Okay, number one. Well, let me see. It all started February fourth of this year, twenty twenty three. A Chinese spy balloon was shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it initially, I think, entered Alaskan airspace on January twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, and drifted from Idaho to South Carolina, where right off of that uh, South Carolina coast, it was shot down. Reportedly, it was the size of three school buses and flying at the altitude of 60 to 65,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Now, some quick context there. Commercial airlines typically fly anywhere between 33 and 42,000 feet. There are some, like the Superfast Concorde, 
that get higher uh, altitudes like 51,000 or, or even 60,000 feet. But typically, hmm. the flights that we go on to go, you know, all around the world yep. is generally like much, you know, at least 20,000 feet lower than that. Mm-hmm. Then, now, again, this one is somewhat unique in that so far, thus far, it's the only one that anyone in terms of another country or organization has claimed ownership of. And so China claimed ownership and states that, uh, well, I'll get there later. But anyhow, China did admit, I guess, that this was, you know, theirs. Okay. That was February 4th, 2023, when it was shot down. Then, only a few days later, on February 10th, 2023, a, quote, UFO was shot down over Alaska. Reportedly, most likely not a balloon, and it was the size of a small car. If that's not enough, September. (laughs) February 11th, 2023, a US F-22, which those things are freaking awesome, downed an object over the Yukon Territory bordering Alaska. A Canadian official described it as cylindrical in shape and smaller than the spy balloon. February 12th, 2023, near Lake Huron, a UFO was shot down. It first appeared over Montana and then shot down at Lake Huron off of Michigan. It was flying around 20,000 feet, which is, I mean, pretty close to where a commercial airline flies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was octagonal in structure or in shape, I guess, with strings hanging off of it, but no discernible payload. And again, I'm reading off of sort of highlighted snippets of, I guess, official reporting or whatever, right? So no discernible payload. I have in quotes in my notes here because someone actually uh, said that. So up until now, those are the main ones that have kind of happened. Mm -hmm. And really, again, for historical purposes, in case you're listening to this uh, one year, two year, five years, 20 years into the future, you'll at least know, oh, this was that weird week where these things started popping up seemingly out of nowhere. When our kids are listening to this, yeah. Amelia, you are you just turned eight. Elliot, you are still four. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a crazy time right now. It's nuts. So before we talk about the official topic, right? I think Mm -hmm. technically it's going to naturally progress into that topic because I think first it's important for us to kind of just talk about, you know, what we think is happening or what we think these things are. And it's it's an interesting time too for folks that are interested in this stuff Mm -hmm. because from what I can tell, there's a lot of, you know, I would say like the UFO community isn't necessarily divided, but there's a there is a like sort of a strong line of what people are thinking. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I would say the majority are saying these aren't of uh, alien origin, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, I know you're chomping in the bit. <laughs> but, you know, you're just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just biting the sin out of yeah. your lip to tell me what your thoughts are. But do you want to hear what mine are first, and then you can happily destroy my theories? Yeah, let's let's do it. Well, I mean, my initial thought is, hey, guys, pack up the car, the world's ending. Um, (laughs) And that's because I've just been, you know, hey, man, I'm watching The Last of Us. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of movies and stuff. But then when all this stuff starts happening, it's like, um, well, first it's the Chinese one. And it's like, well, are we being 
invaded somehow? Like, what, what is it carrying? You know, that's weird. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and also my initial thought with that one is, okay, wow, it's at 60,000 feet. The interesting thing, really, the part that I started being like, wait, this is starting to get a little weird, was sort of like the different shapes. So we had, now we have like a cylindrical one for people that have been fans of UFOs and these kinds mm-hmm. of things. You know, I think Tyler, you described it to me initially even, or just re- referred to it as like, you know, like a Tic Tac well, potential the, the like tic- cylinder, right? The Tic Tac is the was the footage from the pilot from like 2019 maybe. Right. Yeah. But this one is kind of that kind of kind shape, of the same. right? Yeah. That's just what I pictured in my head anyway. Which actually to me, I like, I don't know. I, I mean, not going to get into like what we, we think they are, but I do like, I love whenever there are. Yet, anyway. Yeah, yeah. There are sightings of the those like cylindrical ones, mm-hmm. which are really cool to me because those actually predate any of like the disc shapes, hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. they used to call them the ghost rockets. Man. So little little history lesson. Little there. little uh, little trivia in case mm-hmm. that's a Jeopardy question. And so I like those. I like the idea. That yeah, they are cool. I, I like them too. I you know like all cigar these, shaped. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Cigar mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. And then like another one was like an octagon, mm-hmm. right? And once the altitude started getting a little bit lower and stuff, that's when it becomes. I don't know. It's long story short for me. You know, I don't think they're extraterrestrial in origin. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, it's just some sort of uh, spying going on for sure. Mm-hmm. And at those weird altitudes where, like, you know, the radar devices aren't necessarily, uh, before, aren't necessarily sort of, um, what is the, uh, not pr- what is the word I'm looking for, man? Like, uh, what the settings being... Um, not conditioned, not primed, not... Oh, uh, I know what you're trying to say. God, uh, what am I trying to say here, man? I know like, exactly I what you're trying like, to say. Uh, not tuned into, but I don't know. The radar wasn't optimized. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that's mm-hmm. the word I'm going mm-hmm. oh, to use. Oh, calibrated. Kind of calibrated. Thank you, man. Yeah. This is the section of the episode where we're still like not mad at each other. But and <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, like I, I, I feel like maybe in my mind, again, this is mm-hmm. just what I'm thinking... Everyone knows now, if you are a listener of our show, that, you know, my wife is not a skeptic, but she's very, um, she definitely believes there's always some sort of like reasonable explanation, that reasonable explanation being more likely to be not of paranormal or strange or whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. So anyhow, all that to say, I think it's more of a military sort of operation Mm-hmm. Not our own, but you know, people trying to spy on us. They've been experimenting with different altitudes and different types of things that can collect information and or drop payloads. You know, and that that's the scary thing. You know, for me, the potential that we've just you know been missing this for for a long time. Anyway, that's what I think. Again, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're of alien origin. Yeah. And thank you, Tyler, for being so patient. I don't know that you've never interrupted me. Yeah, this is a first. This is the first time. I mm-hmm. mean, there's another moment in history, folks. Yep. Okay, man, yep. go ahead. Let us know what you think. <laughs> okay, for our longtime listeners, you... After these messages, we'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Or a vampire. You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Hey, this is Woody. And this is Tyler. And you're listening to That Would Be Rad. And now, back to our show. So, for our longtime listeners, you would probably classify me as maybe the, the, like the more true believer of the two of us. You know, yeah. I, I tend to try to always have an open mind, especially when it comes to like the super high strangeness stuff that's that just seems really far out and really, you know, bizarre. I, tr- I try to like keep an open mind and keep that, you know, childlike wonder, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I have to say my sort of sort of like truther side when it comes to this stuff, I think every bit of this is bull. I think that number one, I'm not even sure. Well, let me uh, give my thoughts on what I think the balloon is. I don't. I think the balloon was a complete distraction. I think because you're saying, and I'm just making sure that I understand, so that other people understand. You're mm -hmm. saying it is not of Chinese origin, but the Chinese government claimed it is for a bigger plot. Well, so here's the thing. So, and you ready, folks? <laughs> and this isn't a show that we're 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 not like a political show, right? But there are correct. <laughs> there are massive ties with the Bidens and the Chinese. I think it just came out yesterday that it is a known fact that they're they received thirty one million dollars from top Chinese you know people in the Chinese government. So. You know, just keep that in mind. But I think, and there's also some footage apparently floating out there that there's photos of the balloon where you can see English writing. So, <laughs> not the one that I see. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's not what people are saying. Right? No, no, no. It's not okay. that one. Uh, no, not that one. But there's another one. There's some some zooming in. And, you know. It's coming from the internet, so God only knows. I think you're telling me that the most protected airspace in the world would allow a giant, slow-flying balloon that's as big as, what, three school buses? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to, to float completely from end to end of our nation without every F-22 dispatch to take the thing out, I think mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Uh, however, I mean, I, there's so many different ways to slice that. It's ridiculous in every way. In you every know what way. I mean? Like either there's a couple things going on here. Some other things that I've read is like people think that maybe this is just, again, let's assume that it's not some financial tie thing, but like more of, you know, this is a government that is just experimenting with like, mm-hmm. what can we get away with? Well, right? and, well and, and so wait, hold on real yeah, quick. Yeah, and, and so in other words, they're testing all these different altitudes and it's like, oh, wow, it's 60,000 feet. This mm-hmm. slow moving thing, maybe it looks like a cloud to those radar technicians. No way. You know? No, I, I think... And, and I'm not saying that, like, it's definitively has, you know, anything to do with, like, the Bidens and sort of some shadiness going on with, like, the Chinese yeah, you are. military. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I don't believe that, but I'm saying, I am saying, okay, so. What you're saying is we're not going there. Yes, we're not really going to do that. So, <laughs> no, I think that either, I, I think there's several possibilities. I think it. Maybe it maybe it could be that because of those sort of dealings, maybe there is a a portion of this that is like, hey, we know this thing is moving across our nation, but like mm-hmm. we're gonna let it slide. So mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility. But I also I don't know. I, I just feel like it's sort of like an Occam's razor thing, which is the belief that you know it's whatever the most like easy sort of apparent answer is, is probably that. And I feel like, uh, and this, you know, this this will eventually get into the, the real topic of today's show, but I do think that a weather balloon makes its way across our entire nation without being shot down. That's that's insane to me. Can I just add something real quick too? To that, no, 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 to your point, man. It is strange that like, and also if it was a quote unquote spy, spy balloon, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the same way of like, I don't think it's extraterrestrial because, boy, if no, no, the no, aliens that finally get here, <laughs> balloons have like, yeah, you know, are riding a little balloon that's just moving so slow. Although, Woody, Ooh. that would be like the funniest, most hilarious bit of irony in the world because mm. they finally made it, or that's no, like their escape hatch or something. No, 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 no. Like, because when Roswell came, you know, it was clearly a, a UFO that crashed, and then they then they were retracted it and then put out oh it was a weather oh, yeah. balloon it, yeah right right so the yeah. idea that the ufo is finally here and then they just take the form of an actual weather balloon that would, that's amazing that is amazing and also <laughs> another equally hilarious thing would be like they're just like oh man you know we're gonna crash mayday mayday and they're like this was their lifeboat yeah, basically right. and they're mm-hmm. like and they're like it's okay they won't shoot us down we're not scary looking boom yeah pop goes the yeah whistle. no i i, I think you have this weather balloon, and then over the course of three days, you have four supposed UFOs shot down. I just, I think it's total bull. What I do think is I think that it does have to do with this new, uh, like... Let's call it a spy balloon, dude, because I, yeah. I also want to make a distinction here, too, because I wrote this down, because I recently watched this... Uh, there's this YouTube channel, this really cool engineer that like, he's the guy that makes like the glitter bombs, mm. you know, for people that steal packages and the hey, world's largest of, super soaker. You know, there's a big glitter conspiracy. Have you heard about this? I have heard about the glitter conspiracy. We're not going to get into <laughs> okay. it here. It's weird. But 
it is strange. Uh, somehow this guy got a hold of it, a lot of it. Yeah. But, you know, he was talking about, for whatever reason, something that they were doing, and then he went into, like, weather balloons or whatever. And mm. I didn't know, like, how many go up, like, on a daily basis. And the fact that, like, that is how we have nowadays a more accurate, like, by the hour sort of forecast because it's transmitting the data down. But here's something that's, that is going to be a distinction between a typical weather balloon and then this one, okay? So remember, this one is reported to be the size of three school buses. Now, I looked up what's the average size of a school bus here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's about 35 to 45 feet. So mm-hmm. times three, you know, you're talking about something that's like 130 plus feet wide, mm-hmm. right? Well, a weather balloon is like six feet wide. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they uh, can get up to about 20 feet wide and they don't go, essentially they're not 60,000 feet. Right, right. And you know? well, and I think that's, I think the size is what allows it to, yeah. to get up. Another thing that's interesting to me, you're telling me too that a, I mean, highly, monetarily superior probably mm-hmm. military, a, monet, uh, a uh, physically superior in terms of numbers of soldiers mm-hmm. just due to their population. And technology uh, military, due to Roswell. You know, right. <laughs> well, I, I'm talking about China in this instance. Oh, right. They, they just don't have a spy satellite mm. with some HD. Yeah. We got well, a balloon. Well, and also I, I think it's, I I think this whole like them, the news, whatever, mainstream media, I think like them constantly making like, the big deal of it being like so high and it's like you we, we do i mean it's it's like widely known that norad can clearly see it, it it's not like yeah. it's not like I the old they days have where to, it was like, so that they have they don't have sensors that are just going nuts because i'll just give another example when i'm flying week. my drone yeah well here's something else that i heard someone say is like why couldn't we just see it man well okay look when i have my drone and it's only up you know, yeah, it's too high. Four hundred feet. I can't mm-hmm. see that thing. I can hear it, but I can't see it. You know. Although there there are photos of it, and that's another thing. There are photos where it it didn't just keep that that altitude the entire time. Like yeah, like the one that I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it. There are photos, of, you know, from civilians where it was yeah, it was much lower and and visible. You know, so yeah, and something that big. You're right. I mean, clearly, it's kind of hard to miss. You know. Yeah. So. I think there was either some shadiness. I think maybe it is a, an actual spy balloon by from China. I mean, there is a long history of, you know, we're not we're not throwing you under the bus uh, for our Chinese listeners, but there is a long history of the Chinese using these this like balloon technology to to basically like drop these like fire bombs. Have you heard mm-hmm. about this? No, well, I mean, I, I kind of read something about that. That's what I was talking about earlier when I said, you know, that's the kind of thing that scares me more is just like, if it is a country, like, what are they using it for and what are the capabilities? You know, well, obviously, this, this to me, back. if it's that easily caught, then yeah. we're not even close to understanding like the worst case scenario. You know what I mean? And I know that their spy balloon usage, uh, you know, the US has used in other countries too and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But, well, the, the, what I'm talking about goes back to the 50s. Like they were, yeah. They, people would see them like coming through like the Midwest, like just sort of out of nowhere. And technically, I think, I think that's those are technically our first. They sort of fall into the category of like the first uh, domestic terrorist, you know, sort of mm. attack. Wow, uh, which is pretty interesting. But um, <clears throat> let's get on. Let's get on to the other ones. Okay, I 
I just, man. <laughs> I, mean, I think the ultimate answer is you just think it's I think like complete. Um, yes. There's, I something, think, there's some sort of something going on here that isn't. Yes. I think okay. that when you have, within a day of each other, you have like Trudeau coming out and which for everybody out there that, that loves Justin Trudeau, listen, I love Canada. My art rep, Cam, is a proud Canadian, and every Canadian that I've ever met probably is has been amazing. But I think their prime minister is absolute garbage. I also believe that he is definitely Fidel Castro's son. That's another conspiracy. If if you want, go look look into it, and I mean, boy, it's it's hard to deny. But anyway, I think he's a super shady guy, and I think that. Him putting uh, so let's just look at this. So, you know, I brought up the the Roswell crash. You know, back in 1947, you know, it was clear what it was. The it was released in like the rate on the on you know the radio announced that you know there's it's an unidentified craft. It crashed, yada yada yada. Well, we're talking from 1947, and then within a day, it was retracted and then put out to the press that it was just a weather balloon. So. From 1947 until 2019, the government has fought with, you know, by tooth and nail to keep this stuff a total secret. Suddenly, Mm -hmm. in 2019, the Pentagon comes out and reveals, oh, this, this footage that had been sort of making its rounds on the internet of, like, uh, the USS Nimitz and the Tic Tac UFO, yes, we admit that it is it is real footage we don't know what it is we don't know we do believe that it could have possible extraterrestrial origin suddenly everything online is going from using the terminology ufo to uap mm-hmm. which is sort of every, and suddenly like every government official that is putting out public statements are using the term uap and, you know, you have, like, Elizondo and... and um, It's super weird, too, because in all of this crap, they just they just were like, ah, well, it's UFO. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like they completely changed course on, on what, yeah. what to call them. I, I don't know, it's weird. Well, and that, that's what I'm saying, too. I think that it just, it just seems either it's, like, a massive distractionary tool or I think that it... it more than likely does tie into what our our topic is today. I think that it's either totally fake, you know, possible, like, I know it's going to sound crazy until we get into it, but especially for you folks that, like, aren't, have never, like, looked into this stuff, but I think that it's possible, like, like hologram technology, which has been known, the, the U.S. military has been known to have since 1976. And I think... That it's either that or it's there's a possibility that it could be, you know, our own sort of crafts. Now, um, I'm not, I, I, well, let me just say this. Typically mm-hmm. speaking, I am not necessarily one to more than just like briefly be somewhat entertained by a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler knows this about me. Listeners, it's probably the reason why, for the most part, we rarely kind of talk about them on the show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, from my perspective, when Tyler kind of was initially telling me all this kind of stuff, I got to say, like, initially, when you start thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And l- l- let me say this, too. Could it all just be coincidence? Are there things that potentially yeah. are... Now, don't say no. 
I can. You almost said it just then. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying yeah, it's Look, a coincidence. Could, that no, four hold on, hold on, UFOs. No, 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 no. I'm not even there. I'm not even <laughs> there yet. I got it. So that's the thing that I. Well, just let me hold on, man. No, See, I'm this not, is what I'm, happens when you interrupt. No, no, no. You I'm were late, doing I'm real late. good. Hey, okay. can I can I say one thing though? Well, you're gonna <laughs> anyway, right? No, no, no. Let me just clarify one thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, despite whatever Google says, or you know any sort of like Snopes fact checkers. The term conspiracy theorist was actually created in 1969 when JFK was assassinated. It was used to sort of throw shade towards people who looked into anything that sort of, uh, sort of veered from like the public opinion of like mm -hmm. everything is rosy and flowers with our government. They're only here to protect us and, and do positive things. Uh, so just just know that like when we say conspiracy theories, like I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't look at it as like, like yeah, it, we're not all, we're also not limiting them to only governmental conspiracy right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like I just said, the like the glitter. There's a, mm -hmm. I think that's a conspiracy theory. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, but I there's just a lot I just, out there. I do want to say that the term conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorist was created as like a, you know, a type of like disinformation sort of attack to like, you know, take away any sort of validity for somebody who's like, hey, I've been studying this footage and it doesn't mm -hmm. quite add up. Yeah. So yeah. the unfortunate thing is too, that just like in every section and corner of any group, there's crazy people. Oh yeah. And so they tend to be the loudest and they tend to be the ones that get heard first. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, it makes it easier for yeah. people to just be like, well, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. whenever Tyler initially said, I think it's this, our show topic today, I was kind of like, well, I don't, I mean, what? It's not that I doubt any of this kind of stuff. I always like to know, like, you know, what's the, like, what's the main goal here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But also, boy, it is pretty weird that all these things started happening just like back to back and, and all that. I think... I don't know. I guess we better just get into it. <laughs> so, okay. All of that to say, uh, Woody and I both firmly believe that all this stuff is fake. I don't. I didn't say and that. I believe that it's after fake. saying that, uh, that, our topic today is <laughs> a topic that you know, and this is a conspiracy within itself called the dead internet theory. Go, go look into that. It's another one, but. This is a topic that used to be a whole heck of a lot easier to find information on, but you will discover if you do look into this on your own that it's pretty hard to it's pretty hard to find anything. Um, I mean, it, I found it pretty quick. Well, I, I think I think if you if you know the gentleman's name, then it's a little easier. But I, I feel I'm just saying for like your not like us who are gonna you know, do crazy deep dives down the rabbit trail. Like, I'm talking about, like, your average person. You know, they type in the term, immediately it's going to come up fake, fake, you know, mm. conspiracy theory, whatever. But anyway, the, the topic today is Project Bluebeam. It was started by a man named, I've heard two pronunciations. I've heard Serge and I've heard Sergei. I think it's probably Sergei, because uh, he was sort of a, you know, French-speaking Canadian. 
But it was by a Canadian jur- journalist named Sergey Manast who released a, um, they say manifesto, but it's sort of like a... It's like, like a, a book, right? Yeah, but it's not quite long enough to be a book. It's like a, like maybe like a pamphlet, maybe? Anyway, he... He sounds legit already. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. No, he was like a legit... Um, no, I know. It's just funny to me. Like whenever I think of somebody just like handing pamphlets out, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, whoops. Right, right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Or like those like like punk zines. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Those are cool. Yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm talking about. That's for you, Clay. But anyway, he released a manifesto in 1994 that, and I'm sort of par- paraphrasing here, but he basically lays out that there was a sort of tactic uh, that would involve the UN, NASA, and certain elements of the, like the US government, US military. What he's probably talking about there is like what now we sort of refer to as like like black projects or like the shadow government. It's like people that you'll never know their names and they're people that are sort of making the calls to instruct like the actual politicians that we know of. That's like a whole other thing. But basically it's this plan, Project Blue, Blue Beam was this plan. Uh, it's a four-step plan that was basically created to... I mean, I guess, like, form, like, a one-world religion that would ultimately sort of lead to a one-world government. Sergei Manast was, like, a... As his sort of research went on, he did a whole lot into, like, the New World Order. Mm. So you're saying, like, what you're saying is Project Bluebeam in itself mm -hmm. has multiple sort of stages or whatever. Its ultimate goal is to create this sort of New World Order slash universal religion, global dictatorship, Mm -hmm. ultimately just to install whatever larger group is behind it all, Mm -hmm. give them power, and just have their thumb on humans collectively, right? And and again, I mean, this is stuff that like, it's funny because I can see, I can see this guy, and again, another thing that's hard about this is like, uh, anything that you find on Sergei, it's all in French, so... You know, even like his writings and stuff, like it's it's kind of like, you know, any videos that you you find, which are amazing. I mean, they're like from like 80s, early 90s. And like, I don't know, it's just a great era, you know, to see this like sort of conspiracy theorist guy. I just wish it was in English. But yeah, basically, it's this it's this four step plan that I mean, kind of goes along with your World Economic Forum. Kind of. Are you going to lay out these? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna lay okay. them out. Okay, but it it does go in line with. I, I think you know it's kind of a shame that he wouldn't be able to see this stuff kind of come into fruition. But some of the stuff that we're looking at is like, you know, like a, our carbon footprint, our carbon mm-hmm. credit system that's coming, our social credit score, like all this stuff. Like whether you're conspiratorial or not, like it is leading in a direction of a lot more control in the hands of, you know, the government instead of its people. And that's okay. that's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, what, real, what, hold on real quick. Now, I, I have to say this too, folks. I'm literally, this is the first time I'm learning of it. Tyler mm-hmm. gave me strict instruction. <laughs> I did. <laughs> to not look up anything. So I don't, I think probably so that I wouldn't have any rebuttals since everything in the world is, is, no, a, no, no. is a hologram. But like. I'm probably actually closer to you. To what you I, I don't know, but see. I haven't heard it all yet. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is this. 
Uh, I do have a couple quick questions. Okay. So if that's okay, I'm just going to throw them in there. I'm not trying to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I okay. haven't laid out any of the steps yet. Well, my, my question is like, how does this, how is this guy sort of privy to this information? Is this a theory he sort of just kind of no. uncovered or like so, how? And this can kind of get deep too, but I'm not going to spend too much time into this. So apparently he had several connections who would later come out to actually that video that I sent you, um, she was, you know, the assistant. So after World War II, there was a thing called Project Paperclip. After the Nazi sort of regime was overthrown, the U.S. and the Russians took their top scientists and sort of split them up and took all of those, you know, great minds of the Nazi party. In that, the head of those, or like sort of the, I guess, the greatest one of all, which, again, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like, even this stuff is, even this is like hard to believe, but it was a guy named Werner Von Braun. And Von Braun was him and Jack Parsons. Like, they would go on to literally create NASA. So a lot of the things that that we know of as commonplace, like with NASA, was literally created by like a top, Nazi scientist. Hmm. And so a lot of the information, and he never would name his source as far as this part goes, but a lot of this was basically... He being Sergei? Sergei, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of this was coming directly from Werner von Braun near the end of his life. And so basically he was saying this, I think he was saying it in like this maybe the 60s, I think. I'm not sure, like, when he died or not. But it was, he was saying that, like, basically, this technology was already in, you know, kind of in the works or whatever. Okay. And so then later on, you would find that Werner von Braun's assistant basically comes out and and says, yeah, every bit of it is is totally true, which is pretty interesting. One of Sergei's connections, like informants, it was like a, I think it was like some sort of, you know, intergovernmental person was also said to, you know, apparently they were supposedly like taken out, as mm. they say in the biz. Uh, but anyway, oh, wait, did you have any other questions? Uh, no. So basically, uh, what's his name? Sergei Manast, um, Manast mm-hmm. is an investigative journalist. Yep. He... So for whatever reason, maybe we don't know, I'm not sure, was kind of able to kind of interview or potentially get into that circle mm-hmm. and find out. And this is where his, th- this is where the theory came from? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. It, it, it came from like... I'm just uh, making sure it's not just like he, of course, you know, to buy into it all, we have to believe that mm-hmm. Sergey did speak to those people, the assistant, you know, all that. I mean... Right. More than one person, you know, more than one "quote unquote" witness in a situation that has the same story, mm-hmm. kind of is a pretty strong thing there. But yeah, well, 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 let me say that. So I guess in his project Bluebeam, like manifesto, he names this woman that was like an informant and was very close to to von Braun, and then I think you know much later is when she came out and like pretty much backed every bit of it up. So he never like named her, I'm I'm guessing for her protection. Yeah, sure. But then she would come out and and basically, you know, say that yeah. every bit of it was true. All right, let's get into the stages. Okay, so the stages. 
We will return after these messages. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. This is Joshua Cutchin, and you're at my home for weirdness. That would be rad. Okay, let me say this. So I think, before I get into the stages, I think one thing about Project Bluebeam is that everything has to happen exactly like it was laid out by Sergei, Sergei Manast. In my opinion, I think there's a lot of things that he was probably dead on with. But then mm-hmm. I think there's other things as with, you know, whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, like you're going to adapt with the times. So there's a lot of things that, you know, again, this is in 94, you know, he had no way, and the bad guys probably had no way of knowing that like the internet would become such a, such a big thing, you know, in society. You still mm-hmm. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just no, no, no. I'm I'm just taking it all in. Oh, okay. No, it, it sounded really quiet. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of these things it's called that, listening. I know. <laughs> you know. Look, I know you're. Since we're just introducing, we're educating. Um, that's what happens when people listen. They're anyway, quiet. go ahead. So a lot of these things, I think people look at as like, oh, well, this thing didn't happen. So this is clearly fake. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you're saying that, that if you're going to lay out these stages here in mm-hmm. a second of the things that were said to happen. Mm-hmm. You're saying a lot. Uh, uh, some of the ways that people discredit it right. immediately is if it was if these stages are slightly different here and there. Now, yes. I think it is important to kind of say this is this is not someone that's a predict quote unquote. This isn't a prediction of no, the no, future. No. Mm-hmm. You know, like a he's uh, he's not like a prophet, or right, right? Like no, he's saying like, hey, this is a project that I'm aware of as of now in 1994. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, dude, I think that's a cheap what. And look, I'm not saying uh, that I buy into this mm-hmm. even at all. I'm just saying that's a cheap skeptical right. approach. Yeah. If it doesn't happen in the same way, I mean, everybody listening right now, think about your last ten years. Mm-hmm. Did did they, you know, happen exactly like you planned? What about today's right. daily hourly schedule? Did mm-hmm. that happen, or did something interrupt it and you had to pivot and make a change? Right, exactly. That's what you're saying. That's okay. a, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, and also, like, this information, I think the majority of this information is coming from, you know, information that was taken from Von Braun in the 60s or 70s at the absolute latest. So, hmm. you know, it's like, if you, like, really? You don't think that the the, the shadow government or, like, the, the banking cabal, you don't think they're going to change their plan and, like, adapt, you know, when new stuff comes out, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so the original sort of idea, the first plan was basically this technology that would cause like earthquakes. And before you laugh, there is well, we technology. We had one in Turkey. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. We just had one in Turkey. There's this thing called HARP technology, H-A-A-R-P. It gets into like weather manipulation and there's a lot of sort of shadiness there too. I mean, this is like a full-on... I've dropped some real big conspiracy gems mm, on the show. There's a lot of threads that lead to other theories and stuff too, correct? Right. Yeah, okay. So the the first plan is basically 
these part, earth, sta- first stage. First stage, whatever. right, right. These earthquakes are caused, and okay. in these earthquakes, there are relics and artifacts that are found, and basically, these artifacts were or, or are going to be used to like invalidate like religions all around the world, right? Okay, and so well, I, I'm. I'm if if I'm too silent whenever you're saying something, it's because I'm writing it down. Just because again, this is the first time I'm hearing this, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. So stage one is earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Within the earthquakes, they're like, "Hey, whoa, whoa what's this?" Right. Indiana Jones pops around the corner. Mm-hmm. He says, "Oh God, man, this is a uh, Casio watch." But yeah. that's impossible. It couldn't have. It couldn't have been from. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and, and and a lot of it, I think it was. It, it's probably, you know, and I'll reserve like what I believe in until we get to the end. But yeah, it's basically all these artifacts are sort of, you know, upheaved. And between that and then using um, like the media and Hollywood, what's called predictive programming, that's like another sort of CIA thing where you'll see things in, in Hollywood, like you'll see things in the media, in movies, you know, years before these things actually happen. And there's a reason that like there's a whole other sort of conspiracy side to that as well, but uh, it's called it's called predictive programming. So he believed at the time that like, and I can't remember the examples he had, but like, you know, like close encounters and mm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, well, it's kind of like, just listening to this, it's kind of like the example that you use often when talking about uh, folklore surrounding like things like fairies and stuff and, the, and Peter oh, Pan, for Disney. example, and then Disney kind of, mm-hmm. you know, taking that. Now, I think Disney did that because there's good stories within that and yeah. then they watered it down to make it a marketing thing for, for kids to watch. But like... I used to, man, but I'm... Once you really look into like Disney and... <laughs> again... Come on. There's, See, there's just too many threads and this is I part know. of the reason, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> well, why mean, I typically just... I don't even... Yeah. It's just, it's not my cup of tea necessarily. And then it just starts going everywhere. And then your mind's just like, I'm just going to stay inside for the rest of the. All, all, uh, all I'm going to say is you can find the official FISA docs, documents where the CIA physically helped fund uh, Peter Pan, Walt Disney building Walt Disney World in Florida. Like they, hey, they, they literally paid for the, the swamp land to be. For the park to be built, so why why is that? You know, and then you have Project Mockingbird. That's another one. Go look it up. But anyway, so first stage. Earthquakes. Well, now I'm like super intrigued. Why is that? Why would they? What's the theory behind them? So so Project Mockingbird gets into this thing where I'm talking about them funding the yeah. So because it's all again, it's tied into like some of this like predictive programming, and some of it is like subliminal like messaging through his like like cartoons and movies and like little things that they were actually able to i mean it's so this is its, its own episode it's a, yeah but it, it's similar to how and again this is one of those things that was so heartbreaking when i found it and we did an episode on this but it's similar to how you look when you look into like the laurel canyon sort of scene of music in the 60s like crosby stills and nash mm-hmm. uh the doors yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Every, all of those were from Laurel Canyon, right? When you really look into it, every single band that made it big back then, every single one had parents that were in high, high levels of the U.S. military and or CIA ties. 
I mean, Jim Morrison from The Doors, his dad was an admiral, and he literally is the guy who signed off on the the Gulf of Tonkin, which would go on to start the Vietnam War. So, like, there's all this stuff. Oh, and then it's also a, a known fact that, like, the the big, like, sort of LSD craze at the time was the CIA is, they're the one who funneled the drugs into the scene. Mm. And it's like, there's a lot of different, it's sort of social manipulation. And you can, you know, the Tavistock Institute was one that was like sort of the the British version of that, but it gets deep. But anyway. Back to stage one. Back to stage one or stage two now. So the stage two, and there's a train going by right now, which. Okay, sorry. Hold on. I got another question. So what's the. If someone finds these these artifacts, these mm-hmm. new artifacts, mm-hmm. that like what's the, so what like what are they? What's the purpose of of having planted artifacts? And then like how are they planting them? This is this is basically whoever discovers them is in on it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, it, okay. I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked into the specifics of that, but I would imagine that it would have to be somebody sort of yeah. You now, know, has that been, ha- like, the only thing that that sounds like to me, I don't know if this is the, the part of the show that you want me to get into that, is it sort of sounds like to me like all those other things that you send me where it's like, you know, the old earth stuff and like... Mm, like Tartarian like ancient, and stuff? Yeah, because all that stuff sort of... It kind of does. It seems like if if you are planting artifacts, the only purpose I can think of is to sort of... Um, and I think you kind of mentioned this earlier, sort of just kind of um, dissolve the belief that you have, whatever belief system that is. It well, doesn't matter if it's yes. know, Christianity or Buddhism. Like we all have in our dogma and our own personal zeitgeist mm-hmm. an idea of how things went based on our own right. timeline in belief system, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's the only reason why, is, is that the purpose that they're doing? So, so I believe that stage one, and again, you know, I, I th- again, I think it's important to just continue to sort of harp on this, that, like, the, surely there's some, like, pivoting. So if this is coming from, like, the 60s, um, you know, obviously, hey, maybe we don't do this step. Maybe we do, like, I think, I think because of the birth of, like, you know, uh, like the media and, like, you know, the nightly news and, and Hollywood and stuff. I don't even know that this part is super relevant. I mean, I see the reasoning behind it. The reasoning is is to, hey, here's this artifact that we found that, that actually says that, you know, Jesus, like it starts to just sort of jumble like timelines and it sort of starts just to create, to, just, to, just to create a shadow of doubt on like a theological level. The, right. You're, okay. So you're saying like maybe they go to the cross and in Latin it translated to John Teeter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And so stage two, which is probably, you know, it's there's definitely a they're definitely ramping it up by stage mm-hmm. two. Stage two is basically using satellite technology to, you know, and I love that he uses like such old school terminology like like <laughs> beam holograms but mm. stage 2 was yeah. to basically create these holograms all over the world of like these uh, sort of religious icons whether it's Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, 
yada, yada, yada. And then, and then basically, okay, so the, all, all of these religious symbols are going to start showing up. So I, I guess maybe that was like sort of to, to make people start to take notice, you know what I mean? Of like, mm. whoa, what's happening here? And then the, basically it would, there, there's already, a sort already of- already got a problem. <laughs> well, listen, so it's to create these, these religious characters all around the world. That um, they just discredited in stage one, but go ahead, keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe in, well, we'll get into that later. Uh, but again, you're, you know, stage one is shedding doubt. Stage two, you're suddenly seeing these things. And again, this was this was written, you know, let's 60s, 70s. So you have to sort of think of it through that lens, I think, also. Okay. Um, these, you know, hologram technology that is completely so realistic and so amazing that suddenly people are like, whoa. Um, and this ties in with uh, stage, well, uh, so... They're going to basically communicate to the people that, um, and even the way he lays it out, he's like, you know, for the U.S., you know, it's clearly a, a Christian country. For, you know, this country, it's clearly a, a you know, Muslim country. And, and like, it's very sort of black and white, you know, mm. um, which I don't necessarily th think that it's like that really anymore. But anyway, it ultimately, this hologram would sort of project into all these religions, whether it's Jesus, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, they would all combine like a Voltron into... <laughs> oh, no way. You know, listen, For in, real? into one like sort of supreme being. And it would say, it, it would basically tell the people that, hey, everything that you've read, uh, some of it's right, but some of it's wrong. And this is correct over here. Muhammad, uh, Jesus, Buddha, we are all the same entity. Hmm. Which is a little problematic. Well, hold on a second. And I like I was so taken aback just now mm -hmm. <laughs> when you said like Voltron. Yeah. I did not expect, I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically we've got like Power Ranger deities that are going to be... Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. but you know, it's funny, dude. Like I was, and we kind of talked about this specifically accidentally the other day when you and I were just talking in general because I think, again, there, I know there's people that when they hear the word conspiracy theory are just immediately like off, you know? Well, I mean, that's... And I get that, It's right? all It's all on purpose, though. Yeah, well, and what's interesting is like, to me things like this it is hard for me to kind of fathom it just happening in general right but like guys we are living in a in a weird time mm -hmm. this isn't 1994 now i think it would be a lot easier in some ways we're, i think we're fortunate because like i think if this would have been successful by 1994 mm -hmm. it would have been way more excellible exactly you know what i'm saying because yeah. like nowadays we already have forget about secret technology that mm -hmm. exists. We already have public technology that exists. Like, have you seen those stinking... The dolphins? I mean, they do it like... No, I, well, that, but just... That's crazy. Also, like, drone shows at the Olympics, man. Oh, or yeah. At, Dude, at, we, at uh, Stone Mountain. Yeah, I was about to say, we saw it at Stone Mountain. It's right? amazing. It's like, it's incredible, mm -hmm. and it's not secret, right? So if we can do that already, I just imagine, like... And, you know, I, I almost... Um, 
you know, I almost don't even want to say this out loud to give mm-hmm. a bad guy like an idea, but like, you know, it's going to be, un- unfortunately, like if you're Christian, for example, and I don't know enough about, um, let's say, Buddhism or Hinduism or even uh, Islam mm-hmm. uh, in terms of whether or not there's a, a trope of like a, a return or a second coming, so to speak. But let's just for a second, if you're Christian, you're familiar with mm-hmm. the idea that at some point, you know, there's going to be like a time when, you know, there's a return, right? Yeah. And so, like, if that happened now, and it was really happening, mm-hmm. I and 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 Ann and I talk about this all the time. Even if we were like looking at it in the sky, mm-hmm. happening in real time, we'd still be like, "Well, but isn't? I mean, is it just a hologram?" Yeah, right, right. Well, and, so, and anyway, and also you, um, I mean, you touched on like a really important part with like the Christianity side. I'll I'll get into that later, but so this thing appears, it sort okay. of joins into one, uh, so that like all everybody on the planet can see this thing, right? And that mm-hmm. also plays into Revelation, uh, you know, in Christianity at the end times, where um, you know God appears and everyone can see him, basically. And tell you something else that it it, it plays into, man. Woody. I'm sorry, dude. It play it also before I forget. It also plays into well, I, you know, it's not my fault, dude. I didn't know anything about this, so mm-hmm. it's just like I'm learning all this stuff in real time. It also plays into a simulation theory. Well, I I'll go one one step even further. I go wonder ahead. if if you know all eyes will see this thing, uh, and even in Project Bluebeam, you know. Everybody will see this thing all across the world. Everybody will be able to see it. I wonder if if that's actually a, sort of a simplified version of it, us having the internet. Oh, I mean, look, you know what I mean. A, that's a that's an interesting way to describe it at a time when the internet they would have yeah yeah they yeah would have had no idea yeah yeah wow yeah. that's interesting okay so I I don't know I, I think that's just, that's been one of my thoughts for for a while now as far as like the yeah, that's cool. You know, everybody will see, you know, when God comes back or Jesus comes back. Anyway, so sorry, I was just gonna say if it happens by the time these people have heard this, that <laughs> the Voltron God, <laughs> you know. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stage three is to use uh basically like telepathic communication to pretty much like explain all this stuff, which is an interesting thing because We've had like what's called neuroelectromagnetic devices since 1972 that we know of, and basically how it works is it they're they're able to sort of process this this speech, which is also interesting too because you know now it's much more advanced. But even back then in 1972, if you think about it, hey, we're going to hit this area, this area, this area, so you just do that exact language with that exact dialect and you're sending out the same messages and it's sort of hiding in these little mini bands of frequency in between like the main sort of frequency bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, my mind is going a thousand yeah, miles yeah. an hour here yeah. because like thinking about it, well, I don't know. And, and so the thing is too is like there, these are these would all be done on uh, in like inaudible frequencies. So it would be just like a, per, it would sound like it was a personal thing. 
in your mind, right? And mm. that's actually a thing that's, you know, on the market. So sort of the the standard sort of thought is that, you know, whether it's, you know, black budget, you know, we think of like Cambridge Analytics or Boston Dynamics or DARPA or ARPA. Like these are things that, um, which by the way, the first like director of DARPA, which is, you know, where you see like those robot dogs and like, you know, they're, they're supposedly they're like the, you know, at the front of the line as far as like new advancements. That's, uh, that's Tesla's uh, or Elon Musk's grandpa, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, I digress. Uh, so they were using this technology already back in 1972, but now it's called voice to skull tech. And, you know, the, you, you'll see it in like cities and stuff with like ads where like if you walk through, have you, have you experienced this? Um, nothing that I can think of that would be, that I could describe as a voice to skull. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's sort of like the, the term for it. But, and that gets into like some real crazy stuff, like a thing called gang stalking, which is like... Slow your roll. Talk <laughs> to me about what kind of ads <clears throat> I should have experienced. Okay, so I was in New York like several years ago, and there's like this one place that you can stand, or you could, I don't, I don't know if it's, actually, you know what, maybe it was a, maybe it was like a Stranger Things ad, I can't remember, but you would stand in this one place, and only you could hear this ad, and then, you know, you would look up, I'm pretty sure it was in, in Times Square, where like the giant, you know, screen is, mm-hmm. and you know, dirt, like whatever ad was playing, you would personally hear the audio, but only in this like little, Mm. special okay. field or like bubble yeah. that wasn't audible to like anyone else. So it literally sounded like it was coming from your mind. Mm. So like we already have this stuff, you know, even on like a s- sort of semi-commercial level, but it's been around forever. The interesting thing is that eventually this sort of, you know, t- telepathic communication, which is a thing that was also used at Montauk, which they called synthetic mm-hmm. telepathy, yeah, uh, and they would use it to induce like, basically, people thought they were schizophrenic. They mm-hmm. thought they were, you know, they thought they were going crazy because mm-hmm. they were able to like hear stuff, and it was clearly coming from their head. But little did they know, you know, it's they're being manipulated, and so that would like sort of ramp up, I think, and you know, and to me, this this third stage is a little vague. I don't totally understand this part, but apparently he talked about how basically the synthetic telepathy would eventually be used. It would sort of ramp up into also making people be able to see like ghosts in their house, poltergeist activity, hearing like demons in their heads. Hmm. Like, so I think it's just that further sort of like destabilization of humanity, if you will, you know? And so it would, therefore, that would sort of lead you into like this continued thinking of like, well, maybe this, this new Voltron God, maybe he, maybe this is right. Maybe like, because I don't know what's going on. I'm seeing demons around my house and like, mm-hmm. you know, think I'm going crazy. And so it would lead to that. The one thing that, that you brought up before, which is a really good point about like Christianity is, as far as I know, it's the only religion that, that has a, like a revelation where it sort of lays it out in like a preview. So the idea in in Christianity is that, you know, 
there is a, like an antichrist comes on the scene who's a guy who's like, hey, I can help you. Uh, I can solve all the problems, right? And I think... Uh, yeah, it's so weird that you said that Elon Musk was the freaking... <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. Isn't it? um, although he did come out recently and say Dude, that... When he was in the global... Uh, I think it was like the global government yeah. summit saying global government is not good. Yeah, he, yeah, which is pretty awesome. He this says, is also a guy that like, had, you, I, didn't know, I don't know if you know this, you probably do if you're a fan of Elon Musk, but like, did you know that Tesla's uh, patents are open source? Mm -hmm. They're not secret. And his reasoning behind that is that like he, that would go against their company mission, which yeah. is to make the earth a better mm -hmm. place. So if someone out there wants to make an electric car and wants to make a better one, his whole point is then that just means I need to work harder. Yeah. That's incredible. Dude, it's, it's incredible. Amazing. But yeah. now putting on the lens of <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. being like, you know, everything that I remember of like the Antichrist is like, right. it's charismatic, mm -hmm. can solve a lot of problems. Holy yeah. crap, I'm starting to get scared. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think I really like him. I think that like what you say, like his sort of altruism. I like, I like that idea, but there are like, there's some quirks, man. There's some little things that that like it's like, man, like, like just just and it's mainly like just some like connections that he has that sort of leads me yeah. to believe that like I don't know, man, is this like a big like psyop within itself, you know? Um, but anyway, so the, the idea would it's just this continual sort of like shaking off of like quote unquote like old religions. Mm. So and and I think this also that. You have to you have to sort of put this in in scale is like this is over the course of like several years too so it's this like mm -hmm. ramping up you know yeah. um and then stage four a and a you know fake alien invasion mm. and basically the reason for that and I mean you know it I, I like Reagan I think Reagan was awesome mm -hmm. but if you look at his speech where he's talking about like, well, if we had a, an extraterrestrial threat, you mm -hmm. know, maybe that would be the thing that we would need to all band together and and come well, together I mean, as one, you know. Yeah, it's funny though. Like even like you and I were probably too young to actually like just be sitting in front of the TV and, and being able to consume oh, yeah. that information and be like, oh I yeah, was. I guess you, he's you probably right. Wrong, but I was. Come on. <laughs> but like it is a topic of conversation that I've had with folks before. Like when it is annoying as heck when, well, I mean, just like today, for example, like our country's getting more and more divided yeah. seemingly, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm around folks from all walks of life, in real life, it doesn't really seem like we're divided necessarily. But, you know, topics of conversation can get a little heated at the Thanksgiving dinner table nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, that, that's that been the case for a while though, right? It, you know, uh, in terms of part of the things that I've talked about with folks is like, well, what is like something that would like bring us on all together? Well, it, it's happened throughout history, not alien invasions, but like war can typically right. bring a country together, right? Like World mm -hmm. War II, everybody's working together. We've got a single goal no matter who you are, right? Right. Say, you know, I think it was attempted to kind of do that in different wars, but over time it's become less and less so. So it's like what would unite us globally? Yeah. And it's like you look at these stages right. and it's like, okay, we've wiped out our belief system mm -hmm. because now we have Voltron. Right. And... 
there's all these other things happening. Well, I mean, what can save us? Only Voltron can save us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so this alien invasion happens. I don't know if it's strictly if the, you know, quote unquote, like UFOs are strictly holographic mm. um, or if there's also like a combination. I mean, if we're looking at it as like 100% reality, you know, maybe these, some of these that we're seeing on the moon, I mean, on the moon, on the news are... Uh, Please just stick to one conspiracy never went theory. the moon. <laughs> just stick to one conspiracy theory. Um, you know, maybe, maybe some are like our own and it's sort of, you know, to sort of push the theater of it all. But anyway, there's this alien invasion that sort of, and again, this Sergei Manast was, which sounds a lot like monastic. So that's interesting. Mm. But he he was coming from a place, uh, he was a Christian. And so he was coming from the mindset of, you know, again, it taught, you know, in the Bible, in Christianity, it talks about, you know, the Antichrist brings forth this one world government, one world religion. And it, I mean, it's kind of crazy because now we're looking at, like, like I said before, the World Economic Forum and like, you know, all the stuff about depopulation with like Bill Gates. And it's like, it's, it's kind of crazy that it's like, there's a lot of these things that are being like, these boxes are like being ticked off. But basically the invasion comes, that was sort of, that's sort of the last straw that sort of leads the people to be like, like you said, oh, the only way that I can be saved is the government comes to help me. And by this point, you know, all governments, and like I said before, all of this was between the UN, NASA, and certain aspects of the U.S. government. So, you know, even just that on its own, you know, this like push lately for like us to, oh, we all need to be one united nation. So we would have a one world government. We would have a, you know, and a lot of people, this is sort of a side topic, but a lot of people believe that, you know, if you if you are looking at it from the Christian perspective, a lot of people believe that this sort of one world religion is actually like a form of like scientism. It's not an actual religion. I mean, this kind of goes against Project Bluebeam's you know, proposals, but explanation of it. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they kind of believe that like, well, maybe this sort of, you know, cause I mean, look back in the last three years and what'd you hear the most? Oh, just trust the science, trust the, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well that's so stupid because science tells me this, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it sort of takes the faith out of it. Anyway, back on topic. Um, the, so the, there's this sort of new world order, uh, one government kind of thing appears to be the only thing that can help people, which in turn creates like a population that's willing to just freely give up their rights for safety. In this, there is a sort of a planned economic collapse. And, you know, ultimately that gives up physical currencies, which I think we're already pretty close to that anyway. And he even talks. Dude, I, haven't huh? paid, I haven't paid for something in cash. No, 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 I haven't uh, either. But, but, but I'm saying if it, once you get rid of an actual physical currency, it is a little bit of a scary thing if you really start oh, looking yeah. into it. Because there's well, I mean, complete you know, control. You, like, dude, that's 100%. I mean, not to knock everybody that just put it all into Dogecoin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you, okay, you're telling me they can hack into X, right. Y, and Z, but they can't just... Like, exactly. It, you know, jeez. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and you're starting to see, too, where I can't remember. It's like some massive bank 
they just came out and said that, hey, uh, we're about to adopt this um, protocol where no matter how much money, say I'm a like multi-billionaire, you're only allowed to take out 20000 at a time. So mm. if this kind of goes into play, I mean, because, you know, you think of it, it's like, I mean, well, you remember, like that's part of the reason. That's one of the things that happened during the well, the Great Depression, right? Mm-hmm. And, and why so many things collapsed is because in panic, everyone went in and right. pulled out all their money and mm-hmm. all those financial institutions. What's scary? I was talking about this the other day. You know, we drove by this. It was when I was on that road trip with my my dad and my brother. Mm-hmm. We drove by this little bitty bank, dude, that was just on this um, exit because we needed to fill up mm-hmm. and and use the restroom and stuff. Tiny, tiny little community bank. And mm-hmm. I was just for fun thinking in my head, like a place like that, how much actual physical money do you think they actually have? Barely there? any. Right. It's all right? so it's all stored somewhere, but it's like yeah. if people come in, you know, and that's part of the reason why they 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 started to do that to avoid like, you know, large theft and mm-hmm. and um Well know, that's what they just say. like panicking and pulling it out. Right. Um yeah, I know, but dude, we can also, the hard part about all this too is just like at the end of the day too, human behavior, we're just a bunch of freaking idiots sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason why in a lot of times when everything like it happens here in the South, all the time, ever since, ever. If ever. it's going to snow, <laughs> oh, yeah. you go to the dadgum store and yeah, you're not going to be able to find bread, milk, yeah. or uh, eggs. Right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's the exact mentality that... All of this is relying on, you know, to to sort of push that control. Uh, it's all that, like, fear-based kind of like, which, I mean, you know, if you look at, I mean, pretty much every mainstream news network is like, it's the same kind of thing. It's just, maybe it's from, like, a different perspective, but it, there's so much, like, fear-mongering. And, like, we'll get into that in a minute, but, you know, it's it's this, like, total fear. So if you think about it, like, Okay, uh, man, I just found out it's going to snow on Friday. The entire grocery store gets bought up because of fear, uh, which is, is, I mean, it's valid, you know, but you think of it as like, okay, now there's an alien invasion. Uh, a year ago, we just saw this, this giant being appear in the sky that's telling us that like the, all the world religions got it wrong and this is this new thing that we need to follow. Like there's so many, now I'm seeing poltergeists in my house. I'm hearing things in my mind. There's so much, like, destabilization, which is kind of what, like, you know, like, the CIA is kind of, that's their bread and butter. That's sort of sort of social destabilization and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, like, you know, so so anyway, so there's this, it, it, this economic collapse follows, gets rid of all physical currencies, and, you know, he even kind of talks about, like, the social credit system, which... Actually, China is like beginning to opt in, and they have been since 2014. But it's a it's it's just this sort of entering into this sort of like thing, and it's it is weird because like, well, let me say this. I think, and I kind of set it up top, but let me like clarify. I think for people that you know, um, like for example, I really like Jeremy Corbell. And mm-hmm. I love George Knapp. Jeremy Corbell did a, a fantastic documentary called Lazar about Bob Lazar. Amazing. Incredible. I kind of have differing, a little bit different opinions now 
on him as a whole. But when you, you know, I follow him on social media and stuff. And when you go to like the comment sections, when he's saying, I, I think he just like wants to believe so much, you know, that yeah. it's like when. I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning he, of this, of the community that that really um, has been studying these, you know, UFOs for, mm-hmm. for so long and, and, and that kind of thing. And again, this is, I, I, I in a way, kind of consider myself somewhat of an outsider only because they're relatively speaking newer to me, these, these figures in the, in the community. Right. right. And to me, he kind of strikes, especially after like his approach sort of about these recent things from what I've seen, it's sort of like he makes some good points. One of them being like, if China admits to this one, mm-hmm. then... Um, if if these other three or however many, you know, were another government, it seems like we would hear about that and there would be, I don't know. He, I guess he's using that to sort of say that they potentially are extraterrestrial. I, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me. He, he strikes me as someone that says or is thinking at this point, like, I'm kind of drawing the line in the sand a little bit and I'm not budging. Yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting thing because I feel like... I feel like I'm the guy, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I feel like I'm the guy who wants to, you know, like the the X-Files thing. I want to believe. I want to, I want all this stuff to be real. I want it to be extraterrestrials. I want it to be, and I have since, you know, the fifth grade when me and my best friend Jesse Phillips had a, uh, you know, we saw a UFO. Like, these are things that like, I've always like been super into, but I feel like there's a difference between that mentality that I just sort of laid out and then Jeremy Corbell, which I think he, I think he does really great work, but I also think that he's relying on a lot of like what the government is telling him. You know, he's, mm-hmm. it's like, um, like he's, he's not really going to be coming out talking about stuff with like Roswell, like a Stanton Friedman. He's going to be talking about like, well, you know, Louis Elizondo said that this pilot saw this and then the Pentagon came out and they disclosed this. I don't believe any of that stuff. I'm not saying the I think the pilots are just as sort of fooled as much as we are, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it, in in some ways that probably sort of cements the credibility even more that, uh, you know, when you have like a bad you know, F-22 pilot come out and be like, hey, man, this thing, you know, shot up and it was faster than anything we've ever seen. And and he, I think he's being truthful. I don't necessarily think that, Yeah. you know. Uh, but, I, but I'm just saying, like, I think there's a strong difference with where he is now, where he's real, like, every post is really tied to, like, this sort of, like, government thing. And it's a little like Stephen Greer, his big thing with, like, oh, well, we have to have, like, full disclosure in the government. It's like, that. as far as we know, they've been 100% lying to us since 1947. So it's like, I just think it's naive that like suddenly they're going to come out and tell us everything. And then, and then I'm even more dubious when suddenly in 2019, suddenly everything is like transparent. They're changing the terminology. It's just like, it's like, okay, so you've denied it for, for, you know, a hundred years, but now suddenly you want to make it transparent. And then in my opinion, it, they're doing that because they're going to use it for something. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, because there's me, no other reason to do that. Well, the only other thing that I can, and this is one of those situations where it's like, if it's one or the other, I'm not sure which one's the scariest. And like the mm-hmm. other potential reason would be like, there's so many of these things in the air. Now, again, yeah. take yourself out of the Project Blue Beam thing for just a second. And mm-hmm. there's so many of these <clears throat> things that are flying around. Yeah, right. And we don't know how to explain it that we're going to be called out. And then we're, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, well, um, well you, you and I, and this is, I think, where you're going with this. You and I had had a talk whenever we first started talking about this. And I think, I think you thought that I was saying, because I kind of, I kind of broke it down like, like a very loose to, to Woody as far as like, yeah, it was real loose. No, it's it like project every, it's all fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were saying that, like, you were thinking that I was saying that, like, all these UFO sightings all across the world, all of it's fake, every bit of it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I actually believe in all that stuff. I full, I, I totally believe in Bigfoot. I believe in, you know, a lot of cryptids. I believe in UFO sightings. I believe in, you know, whatever. But I think... I think this hologram sort of thing and this sort of tie with like Project Bluebeam is a totally separate thing. I think this is manipulating and, and using that years of years of like actual real sightings and it's using it against us basically, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead and what were you going to say? I was just going to say it's, this is part of the reason why I always kind of get like, uh, like throw my hands up and just I give up and not in a negative way against you I'm just saying like in just these kind of theories and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes because it's like you know if we've had the technology to be able to fake this kind of stuff at this level for so long mm-hmm. then like it really becomes like certain things make sense like no evidence or uh, the footprints ending mm-hmm. you know right. whenever you're looking at like physical evidence of things like Bigfoot phenomenon and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it just it becomes hard. And, like, I feel, in a way, if the technology exists and it is all sort of, like, you know, BS, you got to feel bad for the folks that are out there mm-hmm. trudging through the mud in the in the woods to try to find something physical that, you know, yeah, but might I, not, you know? But I personally think that all that's still true. I, like, I don't think this has anything to do with that. I think this is... Yeah. You know, shitty. But, I mean, it kind of sounded like that's what I was saying. I was writing some notes down. And it's like all the weird, like sort of poltergeist stuff mm-hmm. and, and uh, things like that that just make everything seem like, oh man, it's just the world's crazy. There's yeah, creatures right. everywhere and all this. Um, I mean, disembodied voices. Uh, yeah, there's an explanation there. I, I don't know. So, well, let me. So that those are kind of the, the four stages. A couple things, sort of, sort of following this line in in the timeline. Sarah Gaiman asked, you know, dur- well, this would be a little bit before, but he he founded the Free Press Agency, and that's where he would, like, publish his theories about, like, the New World Order. And one of the things that he does say that is, like, a, a constant is, like, a lot of this stuff has been tried before but has failed or been, like, thwarted. And I think I think that's an important sort of aspect to this because it shows that, that he's not just like, oh, it has to be, it has to be exactly, these four stages have to 100% happen exactly mm-hmm. how it's laid out. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's how it's all going to play out. Like, I don't even think he necessarily 
believe that it had to be. But but right. I will say, and like you said earlier, being in 1994, it's a it was a heck of a lot easier to believe then than it is now. Oh, dude, if if Voltron came into the sky <laughs> in '94, that's right. I mean, game over, dude. Like I'd be like, yep, sign me up. I believe it. You yeah. know, None, and then that's what I was kind of saying <clears throat> earlier, and that's the unfortunate part in a way. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, that if something even good mm-hmm. f- for like if you're a Christian happening, it would be difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it would be very difficult to sort of physically believe it with your own eyes if you were seeing it happen. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate part because technology has now reached this point where oh, yeah. it's very easy to make something look incredibly good. Mm-hmm. You know, man, I don't know. I mean, I will say this, and I think I sent this to you. It's over like over Alaska. So, you know, where you saw like one of the UFOs like pass by like this footage, you see this weird like these like green, it looks like it's like scanning almost. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's all, that's, if you haven't seen this yet, you should have by now because it's just all over the internet mm-hmm. as well. It looks almost like, um, I think it's part these of the green lasers kind of coming down and yeah. like, well, I mean, like from an alien movie, dude. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, but to me, it looks, to me, like when I saw that, I'm, I'm like, okay, there's Project Bluebeam. It also kind of looks like this dang drone. Or it looks like Stone Mountain too. I mean, all the laser shows. Yeah, but the the scale of this is like, like apparently like massive. I think. I think, like you know what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like oh well, this is like in a space of like 200 feet. Like it was like mm-hmm. like way back. Like yeah, you know, a mile up in the up in the air. And they say I think the the official thing is like oh well, it's just a Chinese satellite. Which again, <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing to me. It's like okay. And and again, I'm not uh, necessarily leaning toward like, well, it's got to be pl- Project Green Beam, <laughs> a Blue Beam. But, okay, if it is a Chinese satellite, so like either way you slice it, like I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not happy about this because yeah. what does that mean? Ultimately, I always think about this in these situations, and I hope people have lasted this long because the one thing that I definitely wanted to say when we even just start talking about and thinking about this episode was we'll return after these messages This is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. Like, ultimately, I think in these situations where it's potential, I always think about it in terms of, like, how can I sort of protect my family, right? And the important thing is, no matter which way you slice it, if it's an alien invasion, if it's the government trying to, you know, exert control over you, um, or if you're going to see Voltron in the sky, Mm -hmm. the most important thing we can do is just, you know, make sure, uh, and God, I wish I could remember the phrase, like, that my my folks in like, uh, oh, I know what you're about. Make sure your heart's good with God. 
you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like, we need to make sure that we're prepared in terms of, because, you know, it's real hard to exert control on somebody mm-hmm. when you got enough stuff to just take care of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Let true. it kind of just shake out. Now, I'm not saying I do, so don't come after me, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm also just nervous about making an episode like this uh, in general. <laughs> well, just wait. You know. So... Over the from 1995 to 1996, and this was this was directly after. Um, uh, well, let me add this. So, but the his manuscript that he released before this project Bluebeam one is literally about vaccinations, government control through vaccinations, mass pandemics, and it's like, I mean, this guy was on to something. I mean, this is like 94, so you know, it's. I find that really interesting. But over the course of 95 and 96, he was arrested several times. And it was it was always like, oh, we uh, we arrested the wrong guy. Or mm. uh, and then it was said that he was he had a warrant and was wanted by being involved with, and this is like quotes, networks of prohibited information. Hmm. I'm guessing that's like probably a Canadian thing, you know, because they don't their sort of free speech laws are a little different. So mm-hmm. it's not as like protected. His two little girls that he homeschooled for years were taken away, taken away by Child Protective Services and placed in public education and with like the sort of, I guess like welfare type system. There's also some evidence with that that like one of the girls pretty much like disappeared, which is kind of, I don't know like enough about it, and it's yeah. hard to. It, again, it's hard to research just in general now, but it it's especially hard once you start looking into his stuff because it's like it's mainly like in French, you know. So he would go on to die in 1996 at the young age of 51. He was mysteriously jailed the night before he would die, and again there was like no reasoning. It was like, oh, we hmm. we. We thought you were a different, you know. French-Canadian. Whatever, yeah. He was released. He would go home. He was alone. And then he would die of a quote-unquote heart attack. Now, from 95 to 96, when he started being sort of sort of stalked or, like, followed by, like, the police and by, like, you know, official folks, I guess, he had said numerous times that if he died uh, for people to look into his death, that he was... 100% being like tracked. He had no record of any sort of previous heart condition, perfectly healthy. And so when I read that, I thought about, so this is an interesting thing. And and it's a little bit of a sort of a side note, but I think it plays into this and it's, I think it, it makes sense. So in 1975, after the, the Watergate scandal, the intelligence communities were really sort of put into the spotlight because there was a lot of sort of stuff that was like kind of shady, like a heavy, heavy, like abuse of power. We're talking like the NSA, FBI, CIA. They would be put on the stand in Congress, questioned, I can't remember what it's called. I think it was called like the church committee or something. Mm -hmm. But like key figures were pulled into Congress. And in 1975, the head director of our favorite MK Ultra project, which was an actual thing. The, the director of the MK Ultra project was pulled to the stand 
And he talked about, yes, there was a, the CIA did have a heart attack gun. Um, and the various devices for administering the toxin that were found in the laboratory certainly make it clear that purely defensive uses were not um, what the agency uh, had, had, uh, was limited to in any way. There were definite offensive uses. In fact, there were dart guns. You mentioned suicide. Well, I, I, I don't think a, a suicide is usually accomplished with a dart, uh, particularly a gun that can, can uh, place the dart in a human target in such a way that he doesn't even know that he's been hit. There's no question about it. It was also for offensive reasons. No question. Have you brought with you um, some of those devices which would have enabled the CIA to use this poison for... We have indeed. ...for killing people? Um, it was developed by a woman named Mary Embry who joined the CIA or was recruited to the CIA at, at 18 years old. She was brought on to develop like natural and biological ways of neutralizing enemy threats. The heart attack gun was basically, it would use shellfish toxin that was like frozen and mixed with water into like a pellet or like a type of dart. So that basically if somebody shot you with it, it would hit you, then it would be in your system, into your bloodstream. But then the because it was made of like a frozen material, it would dissolve away. Uh, leaving only like a very, very tiny, tiny, like little red dot. So unless you knew to look for this, you know, and I, I, I don't even think this was public knowledge until like the mid-2000s anyway, but she would go on to be part of MK Naomi, which was the successor to MK Ultra. So a lot of people believe that like, well, maybe, maybe it was this like heart attack thing. I mean, there's a lot of like weaponry Mm -hmm. Black government weaponry. They say they say like there's there's like sound wave technology mm -hmm. that can cause like heart attacks and stuff. But the the CIA director William Colby would basically show the gun like on the stand, and it was called a non discernible microbioniculator, and that was like on the the church committee. Sergey Manast was actually the Mel the character of Jerry Fletcher. Uh, that Mel Gibson played in the 90s, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. 97 yeah. film Conspiracy Theory. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, okay, wait, start okay, over, sorry, because I thought you messed up and you're about to like call him. He was actually Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's what I was focused on, so I kind of... Uh, no, 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 you're fine. What you're saying is that character was based on him? Yes. Yep. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. He would go on to, I think this was around the same time or after he would he would write his Project Bluebeam uh, manuscript and this is just to show like how sort of on it he was which is really fascinating he put out this thing called well it was called the toronto protocols which was sort of based off the title was based off of this thing called the protocols of the elders of zion which is like this whole whole other thing but he released this thing called bread and circus 1967 and if you've heard that phrase before it's from it goes back to like the Roman Empire. So mm. they would release, you know, your your arena stuff, your like sports, <clears throat> like 
these big circuses and like spectacle. And it was basically to to keep the public distracted from like the actual sort of political stuff that was happening. Here's how he lays out that, and again, a lot of this is from his, I don't necessarily believe that this is from the, you know, the Werner von Braun's assistant that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. I think this was based on, based off of his other informant, which, you know, urban legend says that that person would get, would end up dead too. But number one, infiltrate the education system. So you, you're basically rewiring the, you know, in what the kids know. Infiltrate the media, take over all news networks. And so you're able to sort of, you know, skew the narrative however you want. Feed messaging through music and film, which Project Mockingbird, like I said before, I mean, CIA, you know, buying the land for Disney. And then buying politicians, which you and I talk about this a lot, buying your politicians through funding from think tanks and special interest groups. And eventually it just falls into to chaos. So that is pretty much Project Bluebeam. I, I think, I know we've, it, we've gone a little longer than usual, but here's what I think. I think stage one, there was no need because, you know, we have the internet. We we don't really need all that, you know. We don't need a newspaper, you know, to, to show up in the in the you know daily news or the your nightly news like channel saying, "Hey, this this artifact was found," you know, during this earthquake. I don't necessarily believe that the second one would play as well because, you know, the hologram thing. I'm not sure that would even work with the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe, like, I get it on its face. In a way, it it almost works better in a way for people that aren't. Yeah. Kind of like based on your theory that you're talking about where it's everybody can see it because we're watching it through. Right, right, right. The internet, you know. Um, The, I think the, the, the third one, like the, like synthetic telepathy and like the, the thing, I think there's an element of that. I don't know that that is, you know, in the works beyond like sort of targeted individuals which have like come out and said that like you know they're being like followed and it gets really weird like mm. if you're interested in that look into a thing called gang stalking and it really is like fascinating and it's terrifying also because it's basically these people that are for some reason targeted which i believe they're pr- pretty much picked at random and it's just like a, a like you know Maybe a trial a make test. a podcast about this dead gum Freaking theory, <laughs> yeah, no, getting followed no. around, man. But it, but it, but it really utilizes that like voice to skull technology. So you think you're going crazy, which is, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I kind of think because we have the internet now, because we have just the media the way it is, I'm thinking. So let me say this, and this is what I was trying to say earlier, but I don't think I did. Uh, you know, you go to like Jeremy Corbell's like post and you look in the thread and it's going to be like this is this is bull project bluebeam hashtag project bluebeam everybody is like you're you're specifically talking about in reference to the things that are happening now which is those uh ufos that were shot down yes in february of 2023 yeah the supposed four yeah they were all shot down within three days which i sound stupid even just saying it but you know, you see all these people saying Project Bluebeam, but I think it's important for me to to say that, like, for the people that do believe this, I think 
so, so for me, I believe that there is an aspect of this that is taking place. However, I think stage one, two, and three is unnecessary at this point. I think this could lead into stage four. I, I believe like the alien invasion part, I think that's going to be sort of the nail in the coffin of, you know, because we've already had, and believe what you will, and I'm not bashing anybody, but, you know, with like the the last three years, I mean, there's some clear manipulation because of this pandemic. Now, you know, and it's also been said that it was created in a lab and it's also been, there's a lot to that. We're not going to get into it because it mm-hmm. gets heavily political. But I think, you know, if you look at it, a lot of it was to, you know, a lot of think, people think that like, oh, every bit of this was just a, a total test just to see how willing these people would be to give up their their freedoms and their rights. And, you know, then this Project Bluebeam, which, again, step four, is sort of the next step to sort of be the nail in the coffin. And I think, I just think that's important to, to, to note that, like, when people say Project Bluebeam, I don't think they're, I mean, maybe they are, but I think the majority of your sort of truthers or your conspiracy theorists out there are smart enough to, like, be like, you know, we're talking about a portion of a Project Bluebeam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a fake alien invasion. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think here, here's what I'll say about it all. You know, what, with 100% certainty, I'll, I'll, I can say this, that no matter what, it is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> that all this stuff is happening. And, again, it's it really is simple, you know, just a simple... Uh, study of human behavior and psychology and stuff. Mm-hmm. If if you were someone that wanted to exert control, boy, it, it's relatively laid out mm-hmm. pretty simply, you know? I mean, because at the end of the day, on the optimist side of things, I would say that, like, for the most part, like, humans and humanity, like, we do care for one another. We are, like selfish in nature though too and and i don't mean that in a uh i'll just put it this way if something was happening like my family comes first before anything else yeah right you know and so that's where my selfish nature it's a survival instinct that we have more of like a biological animalistic behavior mm-hmm. really and then our fans. um well of course and then yes our fans <laughs> but i don't know what to think about it at all it's super interesting I, mm-hmm. I think part of the other reason why i just entertained <laughs> us doing a conspiracy theory in general. And again, I'm not trying to like throw shade or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. just that for the most part, because there's always so many like in this talk about this and then this one, Mm -hmm. it's just like too much. I like to be able to focus on a single topic, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it is very interesting. This is very interesting stuff. And and you can't, nobody, I don't think anybody out there listening can, can say, even if you think all of Everything that this person, let's just say that this Sergey uh, Manast mm-hmm. was a complete hoax or a hoaxer or just like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, delusional, whatever. Right. No matter what, I think we can all agree that like if any of those things happened, mm-hmm. you can agree that like it would be pretty easy for us to all be like, oh God, you know, yeah. Well, we have to do this. I mean, yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. Because especially at that level, man, like when it starts getting to that like crazy end of the world style feeling, yeah, which we you know, again we it had. goes back to that selfish behavior. Yeah, we uh, dude, yeah. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, man, sitting on my back porch thinking like, this is it, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be living here 
like, what am I, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's scary, man. And I, I don't know, like, and now we have I think Canadian, U.S. governments all coming out saying, we shot down UFOs. It's like, yeah. Come on the flip side, like, let's say if I was just going to say, like, okay, let's just say for a second, mm-hmm. if it wasn't this, well, it's going to be hard for you. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't this sort of uh, unified tactic, yeah. What like what else would it be? What what could it be? So I I I mean I only see it as that. I mean, and I forgot to mention this, but this is this is something that I, that somebody I ran across something where somebody was was sort of throwing out this idea, and I kind of think that there could be some validity to this. Is that the whole point of the Chinese balloon was to get everybody's eyes in the sky? And the mm. fact that, oh, well, we're not going to shoot it down. We're just going to let it That's a good point. flow on over into the ocean. Because, mm-hmm. and like I said before about the pilots, they're using, I believe that, that okay, you know, say it, it's one of our craft or say it's a hologram, and then we see a pilot shoot it down. Well, if you have witnesses with their cell phones, they're going to post all that stuff to the internet. And that's only solidifying the case even more. You know what I mean? So is this it's the idea that like our president let a you know and and if you're correct let a Chinese this administration you know there's no way this guy like he's no he's he's, he's I mean and the same would be true like here's the thing too it didn't it, whoever was president mm-hmm. you know yes they're the commander in chief that's the important piece of that information right they're in charge of the military and so the military and whatever the infrastructure is Mm -hmm. then we need to blame the administration because there's more than one in other words like i don't like hanging the hat on one person it's everybody that's well all those different jobs yes like but no even if it is let's just say for just a second again going back to this isn't project blue beam Mm -hmm. beam and by the way dude i'm pretty sure this i know i'm sorry this is a side check here. I'm pretty sure there's a butter in Indonesia called Blue Beam. Oh, no, no, no. There's a bread company called Sunbeam. No, 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 no. God, you think we got that in Indonesia, pal? <laughs> no, no, no. It was called Blue Beam. It was actually pretty good. Wow, okay, cool. going back, going back into it here. If it wasn't these, if it wasn't this, mm-hmm. it's it's still bad enough, dude. That like let's just say it was a spy scenario. Let's just say these other things are and the reason why there's more of them is because now we've recalibrated our oh, uh our uh, NORAD radar. Yeah. And now, because like, I do remember, dude, when I was in this like helicopter in Seattle, like the air traffic control, I could hear, like, oh, you know, you put bad. on the head, you, you put on the, uh, the headphones and stuff so you can hear in the, in the, uh, I guess the cockpit of the, of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you also hear what the air traffic person is saying. And they're like, uh, you know, we've got a, uh, a drone that's flying at about 7,000 feet, so make sure your altitude. And we're like around that height because we're like, you mm-hmm. know, checking the city out. And uh, I kind of like looked over to the pilot. And I'm like, I mean, is that okay? He's like, <laughs> yeah, man, we're fine. I'm Are like, we cool? Oh, okay, okay. So like if the, if the, I imagine there's, especially now that drones are publicly available. Like I said, mm-hmm. I fly one. There's a thing on there that it says, make sure you don't fly in restricted airspace. Right. And like most people just like skip out of that, like XX out of that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, but but that is the difference. All of these, all of the, you know, quote unquote UFOs were like supposedly all like at least the size of like a car. 
Yeah, no, 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 I get it. But Which, like, I, yeah, again, I, I I'm not saying that like. Maybe they're used to seeing a bunch of sky whales flying around, dude, and they... Uh, I mean, <laughs> could be. Oh, I don't know, man. To, long story short, I don't know what to think about it. I tend to lean... Uh, I, I'll say this. Do I think that... Um, do I think it's possible for there to be and always have been nefarious organizations oh, yeah. that exist that are only interested in their own sort mm-hmm. of self-interests and stuff that have ties to political leaders across the globe and 100%. fund a bunch of all this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I, you know, I don't know. I'll just say I hope it's. I hope it doesn't come true at least for another couple hundred years because I don't want to uh, mm-hmm. have to explain to my kids like who Voltron is and like why I like, you know, the Transformers better. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think the reason that I really wanted to do this episode is number one. So you could finally talk about every conspiracy theory. No, but you always fill my head. With. I did realize in even just laying it out that like it does suck because I wish there was a way that I could just like take what's in my head and be like, here it is. Here's here's why all these strings like attach to each other. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's sort of I will say that is probably one of the most frustrating things i mean especially for me with the rambling but like for other sort of like you know your your neighborhood conspiracy theorists because it's like there is a history like if you're following like history like a lot of the stuff has happened a lot of the the shadiness that's happened it's so they're going off and and i'm going off of like you know the last hundred years of of sort of behavior with these agencies so it's only, it, it only makes sense that it's just another tactic. Whereas like somebody who, you know, your regular nine to five guy he comes on, turns on the news at 11 o'clock before bed. And like, that's all he's seeing. That's why I wanted to do this podcast to mm-hmm. basically. Provide a different angle. Well, not, yes, but also to, for all that, with, with all the UFO stuff and, and, you know, you, I'm sure you guys are like seeing like tons of stuff on social media, and I'm sure a ton of you are seeing the phrase Project Bluebeam and probably have no idea what it was. So that was like the the real mm-hmm. goal of mine is like, hey, I kind of want to lay out because it is, like I said before, it's extremely hard to find like a, a cohesive kind of layout of like what it all sort of encompasses, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, also give me a, a the opportunity to ramble for. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it is fascinating. I know, you know, if my brother's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, old friends. Oh, we stuff. lost him <laughs> an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he read the words, Project Blue, yeah, he right. was gone. But no, I mean, like, it is. I understand both sides of the coin here, which is, you know. Just as an example, when I was like, well, just pretend that it's not Project Blue Beam. What else could it be? And you're like, well, I mean, that's all I could. Once you kind of see and 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 kind of have your own thoughts about something sometimes it is kind of hard to see once you take that red pill else, right? it's hard to get that <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it is fascinating man mm-hmm. and i'm i'm kind of like i said i just hope like can we just have like hey you know i, I said this like you know in our first season and and even i think last season can we just have a couple of years where it's just like chill 
chill, man, <laughs> please. I yeah. just want to be like a dad and show my kids Terminator 2 mm-hmm. and not have to worry about, are they real? Are they not real? There's something in the sky. You know, like, can yeah. we just chill? Everybody can kind of keep their own religions mm-hmm. and everybody can kind of keep their own governments. Let's just be, let's just, hey, man, let's just chill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody just chill. We don't need Voltron. Um, yeah. No, one thing I, I, I do think that, you know, this is also our way of saluting Sergei Manath because whether you like him or hate him, he's a cool figure that would have been around like during like, you know, pr- like around the time, probably before like X-Files, but like he just reminds me of like that kind of character, you know? So like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that like pre-internet kind of thing. Like I just, I love that already. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love that already. It's, I mean, say what you will, but when I think of 1994, I think of Oasis, definitely, maybe. Mm. Hey, did and you see that thing that's that I our see? show. Huh? <laughs> did you um, see that? Where, no. like, the artist that, like, wrote it is, like, selling, like, basically artist that... Artist that wrote it. Yeah, so on the cover of Definitely Maybe, it's, like, that cursive, like... Oh, maybe. the font, okay. Yeah. The, that's cool. The actual guy that physically wrote that with a nib yeah. dipped in ink... Uh, he's releasing these prints that he he's writing it, and they're all numbered, and it says definitely maybe. Oh man, yeah, dude. it's cool. It's dude. pretty awesome. Um, no, but but you know, I think I think there there has to be something, even if you don't believe in anything that we just said. I think I think it's still it's hard to deny the fact that he was a wanted man for like this b- arbitrary, bizarre like being a part of a network of bad information. He had both of his kids taken away. And then, you know, he was jailed and arrested several times. And then the day after he was detained, or the night after he was, the day after the night he was detained, then he just has a mysterious, like, heart attack. So I think even if all that was just, like, coincidence, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. I I feel like there's got to be something there, you know? Yeah. So, here's to you, Sergey Manast. Cheers. <laughs> uh, so, if you would like to reach out to us or, you know, take a look at our manifesto, it's over on the rabbit trail on our Patreon. Uh, so, if two hours isn't enough uh, <laughs> rambling for you, we're also doing it over there. And it's a little looser. It's a little... But it's a little deeper, too. A little deeper. We so appreciate it and we're so grateful for our best friends over there it really means a lot it's sort of a uh it's sort of a physical kind of way that that you know you're able to show that you like appreciate what we're doing and that's awesome to us go over and find us on instagram on social media shoot us a dm drop us a comment if you would like to talk to us or you know tell a story or whatever shoot it over to that would be radpod at gmail.com uh, but even better than that, if you do have an urban legend, if you do have your own conspiracy theory that maybe I've never heard about, which I find that very hard to believe, uh, <laughs> feel free to send it over or leave a voice memo, 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 leave a voice memo on our website. That would be radpodcast.com. And yeah, we would, uh, we would really love it. Get out there, tell one friend about the show. Get out there, leave a five-star review if you have a minute in your busy day. And uh, I guess that's about it. You got anything else, Woody? I think that's it. Other than just uh, be careful out there. And mm-hmm. if Voltron shows up this week, yeah, yeah, you know what to think. Also, look out for that heart attack gun. We love you. 
We appreciate you. And as always, be rad. That's the way it Future would be